Welcome to the Build a Life After Loss podcast, uplifting support for your grief and healing journey. We're here to encourage your hope in the future and strengthen your confidence so that you can build a life of purpose and joy. I'm your host, Julie Clough, Certified Grief Coach. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 115, Connection for Real Results. All right, we've been building over the last few weeks as we've talked about our emotions or our feelings as fuel, creating understanding around our feelings and how they fuel our day and our weeks. And then episode 112, Reflective Journaling, gives us an opportunity to become more aware and more connected to ourselves and our thoughts and our feelings. And then 113, living with intention. It's like creating more intention in our life, just little bit by bit. And 114, creating more joy in our life. Again, just little bit by bit. And today we're going to talk about the connection. We're going to put the some of the pieces together here. We're going to talk about connection for real results. Because our higher self, like you've probably heard People talk about the higher self, you know, what would our higher self do? (laughs) And our higher self, sometimes we call it the spirit, but there's a connection. There's a mind, body, spirit connection. And our higher self communicates to our mind and our body. And if we're not paying attention, we don't even notice this communication. We're not aware of it. And this is This discussion is going to be spiritual in nature, but you don't have to have a specific spiritual practice or a specific spiritual belief system for this understanding to be helpful to you. So I just want to say that right up front. Grief can separate us from our higher self if we're not cautious and aware. Because again, grief is a contracting emotion. It's a, it's a, um, negative emotions are contracting emotion. And it's not that grief isn't normal and natural. And it's not that I'm saying don't grieve. Just act, actually just the opposite. It's, it's necessary for us to grieve in order to release the pain of grief. But it's in the expansion. It's the expansion feelings. It's in the love, the joy, the, um, peace that we feel the connection with our spirit. And and hearing this might be discouraging, but I don't want it to be discouraging because it's a slow process of releasing grief. Sometimes it's imperceptible. That's why I really, really teach getting involved because as you get involved in your grief, as you learn, as you grow, as you become educated, as you become aware, as you actively allow grief, but also actively involve all emotions. What happens too often in our grief, because it is a contracted emotion, is that when we feel those moments of of joy, of peace, of enlightenment, of love, we you you might be tempted to resist or reject those expanded emotions. And you're, you're saying to yourself, why, why would anybody do that? It doesn't make any sense, but it is definitely a part of the experience. I certainly experienced that in my own grief process where 
when I did feel those moments of enlightenment, when I did feel those moments of joy, I rejected them because I, in my mind, I thought, how can I feel joy in this moment? How can I feel, how can I feel peace in this moment when this horrible thing has happened? And it was as if my, as if my mind was telling me that I had to stay in grief 24 seven. And when we allow grief, when we allow the pain, when we allow our emotions, we allow all the emotions and we don't reject those moments of enlightenment. We don't reject those moments of peace and joy. We, we actually pay attention to those moments and we expand on those moments because letting go of grief like I said, it's a, it's a, it's a slow process. Um, we can do things. That's, that's part of my program is to help to show the understanding and the things that we can do to, to get involved so that we can, I don't want to say speed up the process, but we can work with the grief instead of against it so that we can, um, release the grief at a, well, we can release the grief. I mean, honestly, too often, and I see this over and over again, people are not, are not letting go of the grief at all in any, in any form. They're, they're holding tight to the grief because the grief connects them to either their loved one that they've lost or the, the dream that they thought was going to be their future that has, is not going to be realized because of a loss. They hold on to the grief and the pain in order to either hold on to the person or hold on to the, even the anger of what's happened. And little by little, we can, you can release the grief and you can create more joy in your life. So it's paying attention to your emotions. It's, it's doing that reflective journaling. It's living with intention. It's creating little pockets of joy in your life so that you can remember again what that is to have that expanded, um, expanded emotions in your life. But we might, you might refer to, you might refer to your higher self as spirit, or you might refer to your higher self as your divine self. Um, this, quote, I think was enlightening. It says the divine self is always trying to reach you, to send you the higher power, illumination, love, and wisdom to draw higher forms, thoughts, feelings, and situations into your everyday life. The divine self is wise. It knows all and is always showing you an easier, better, more joyful way to live. So if, even in grief, your divine self, your higher self, your spirit exists. It exists and the grief sometimes covers that up. Our mind is connected to our mind and our body are connected to our spirit, are connected to our higher self, are connected to that wisdom that is within us. That wisdom is harder to access in grief. We want to start opening our mind to being aware of this wisdom, of being aware of this divine self, of this spirit that lives within us. 
in our mind, it might be intuitive hits. If, if you've heard my story, you know that I had experiences where I had these intuitive hits after my kids died. They were truth that was revealed to me that in the moments I wasn't ready to accept or acknowledge or to assimilate. And that's okay. That was just, that's part of the process. But as I slowly released the grief and allowed more joy and more love and more peace in my life, then those intuitive hits that I had previously received to my mind, I remembered those and I was able to assimilate those and I was able to better understand what my inner wisdom was trying to teach me. In our body, it might be feelings. It, it's, it's our feelings that, feelings of expansion. Pay attention to any moments where you feel those feelings of expansion and discomfort, illness, um, can be, can be messages to us that maybe there's something that we need to release. Maybe there's something that we need to pay attention to. In our, in our body, those feelings of expansion give us awareness that, that our, our body of wisdom, our soul, our spirit is trying to speak to us. Our, if you think about an artificial intelligence, one of the reasons artificial intelligence will never really work is because computers can simulate thinking but it will never have a soul or a spirit or a higher self. That is the, the beauty of our system is that we do have that spirit. We do have that higher self that is connected to wisdom. So depending on your spiritual background, it could be, you could think of it as God or you could think of it as the universe, but our, our spirit, our soul is connected to that higher wisdom. It's connected to God or the universe or um, that higher being, depending on how you look at it. And then that that is connected to our spirit. It's connected to the wisdom of our spirit that's then connected to our mind and our body. And through awareness, through journaling, through meditation, pondering, prayer, reflection, uh, feeling those moments of joy, of love, creating intention, those things connect us with our higher self. And it's, it's becoming more aware and it's connecting, being intentional about connecting, even if that's just five minutes a day right now. Even if it's just five minutes a day that you slow down, you ponder, you pray, you meditate, you feel that love of the universe. You feel that love of God. Those things are expanding. Those things will connect you to your higher self. Now, I want you to think about people who play a game at a higher level. Pro athletes, for example. They understand the game far better than those who don't. Even if we look at the Super Bowl, the people playing the game understand the game a whole lot better than the people that are watching the game. Even my husband who played college football, he understands football at a much deeper plane than I do. 
because he's been on the field. He's been in the middle of the game. People who understand the mechanics of a car understand it far better than those of us who just drive a car. I don't understand the mechanics of a car. So I don't understand it the same as someone uh, who who is involved in the mechanics, who have studied the mechanics. And so my experience driving a car is way different. I played tennis for a while. I played competitive tennis as an adult. And, you know, I didn't play on the pro level, obviously. (laughs) Those that played on the pro level understand the game far better than I do. But I, as I played the game competitively, I understood the game at a much higher level than I did when I was just an observer of the game. When I was just, I always loved the game. I always loved watching it. But having played it, I understand it at a far greater level. The reason I mention this is that our mind is separate from our higher self or our spirit. The mind is a tool. And you can become an expert on your mind and your thoughts, which are creating your results. And you can continue to, um, so you have a choice. So you can, can, you can get involved and you can start understanding your mind and how it works with your spirit and how it, how your thoughts create your results. Or you can continue to allow your mind and your thoughts to be the boss of you. Like that's, that's how, how we start to use our mind as a tool. As we start to understand our mind, as we start to understand our thoughts, as we start to understand how our thoughts influence that connection, then we can get involved and we can create the results that we want. And that's why this episode is called Connection for Real Results. So how do we, how do we get involved in our, in our mind? How do we get involved in that understanding of that tool? And, and the first thing is to understand that our mind is separate from our spirit, our brain. Our brain is separate from our spirit. Our higher self is separate from our brain. So sometimes our brain offers thoughts that are, are not helpful. But when we get our higher self involved, we can, we can choose. We can start to choose what thoughts we're going to pay attention to, what thoughts we're going to expand on, what experiences and emotions even we're going to create in our life. We get involved. Your higher self wants expression. It wants to teach you. It wants to help you. But if you don't get involved with understanding your mind and your body, if you don't get involved in paying attention, your higher self is left behind closed doors, unable to influence you for good. Your higher self wants you to pay attention to those moments of expansion. Your higher self wants you to pay attention to peace and love and messages of, of peace and love, of joy. When we're in judgment of ourselves, this is one way that we disconnect. When we're in judgment of ourselves, we disconnect from our higher self. In order to connect to our higher self, 
it's important that we become curious instead of judgmental. Curiosity is the thing that will help you to stay in connection. It will help you to start to understand your mind as a tool versus as yourself. <laughs> your mind is, is not who you are. I know that's a weird concept, but, but I think it's really important that we understand that our mind is not who we are, that our, our spirit, our higher self is truly who we are. And as we become more curious about our thoughts, more curious about our feelings, uh, we become more curious about our actions. As we become involved, then we can create more and more connection to our higher self. We can learn from our higher self and we can learn to use our mind to create an affirmative mind that helps us to stay connected. If we're in judgment, we lose creativity. We lose clear thinking. We lose intuition. Creativity, clear thinking, and intuition is what connects us. That's what connects us. Dan Sullivan, I've quoted him before. He says, we're at our happiest when we use our brain to visualize, achieve, and then measure actual progress we've made. So he's saying, use our brain to visualize, achieve, and measure actual progress. Now, this can be super tricky when you're in grief because the progress may not feel like progress. You may feel discouraged. You may feel disappointed that you feel so much grief, that the pain is so real, that it's so tangible, that you feel it so frequently. That is the, the struggle of grief. It is truly the struggle of grief is to be in this place of constriction, to be in this place of contracted emotion and to try to release that and not feel that disappointment, not feel that discouragement. I think, you know, allow the disappointment, allow the discouragement, allow it to move through you, and also allow the joy, allow the love, allow those moments of peace, and expand on those moments. It's a, this is a very abstract concept that I'm sharing with you, and I know that it's sometimes hard to wrap our head around but if if you just start to ponder on this idea that that you are connected to a higher source and that you are connected to that higher source through your higher self through your spirit and then that spirit is trying to communicate to your mind and your body and and just open yourself up to the idea of this and start to see, start to see that connection. If you start to become aware of the connection, then you're going to experience it on a higher level. You're going to start to 
not reject those moments of intuition, but to pay attention to those moments of intuition. You'll start to open your mind to the creativity that exists there just a little more frequently. You'll start to experience more clear thinking just in moments. We don't have to go from zero to a hundred. We don't have to go from grief to joy overnight. It just doesn't happen that way. But we do have to open our mind to possibility. So even if you stay in a place of possibility for just a few moments a day and you expand on that, that's going to help you to start connecting. Remember that it's, it's God. It's, it's a, it's a higher source connected to your higher self that is trying to share wisdom with your mind and your body. And as we become more aware and as we allow this connection, beautiful, wonderful, marvelous things happen. I promise you I've experienced it. If you're like most people, grief feels too big, too hard. You just want the pain to stop and you don't know where to begin. I know how you feel because I've been there. I know what it's like to wish I didn't have to get up tomorrow to carry on, to live life as if nothing has changed. I know what causes you to get stuck and I know the steps to get out. You don't have to do this alone. I will walk beside you. I'll listen, ask powerful questions, and gently lead you down the path of healing. I can help, and I'd be honored to be your coach. Schedule your free discovery call today at buildalifeafterloss.com backslash talk. Buildalifeafterloss.com backslash talk. Let's take the first step together. Remember, I believe in you. Have a fabulous week. Love you. Bye.